You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Let's talk rugby league now and uh, make the switch to mate. Internet and mobile, they're great supporters of this show. So too is this man, uh, SEN and NRL legend Gary Belcher. Good morning, Badge. G'day, gentlemen. And then there were four, hey? We're down to the... Almost mm. pointy end of the season. Pretty yes. exciting stuff. What so, was the most impressive of the weekend for you? Not the Raiders. Yeah, that's. Oh, no, yeah, I knew you'd Raiders. be disappointed this morning. And no, and I, uh, I was actually well. Probably the most impressive part for me was going to the new Allianz Stadium. Yeah. For the first time on Saturday night to the Sharks Rabbitohs match. Yeah, really impressive. Um, mind you, it didn't need to be too good to be better than the old one, which was pretty ordinary right from the start. But they've done a magnificent job there. So. But the Sharks were a lot like the Raiders. They were paddling uphill the whole time and couldn't just couldn't get in the game. Um, yeah, so I'd have to say what I saw from the Rabbitohs was good. I thought the Parramatta Eels turned things around extremely well on Friday night. So they're, yeah, they're going to really give it a bit of a shake up there in Townsville. Yeah, and we just hope that it's about 27 degrees, hot, humid. Yeah, or more. Yeah. I hope yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't seem to be such a big problem this time of year, although we do, you know, I, I remember that, I think it was the 87, 1987 Grand Final Series, we played uh, the final series and then Manly, and it was about 40 degrees. So I don't know what happens sometimes late September. So we might have a bit of a heat wave in North Queensland if, uh, if the Cowboys are lucky, but let's remember they play at night now, so it kind of takes the, the real sting out of it. Those were, they were day matches back in the day, back... Back in the 80s and early 90s. The Parramatta can't play much better than that badge, can they? Probably not. Um, but, you know, it was good enough to to beat most sides. Yeah. I didn't think they were that bad against uh, Penrith the week before until they were right in the game until Wonga Blake just couldn't catch those yep. Nathan Cleary bombs. Mm. Um, and that was, for mine, was the turning point completely. They were right into the game after their next so. They didn't get it. He didn't get any sort of pressure. They didn't get any real pressure at the back from the Raiders kicking game, and Canberra couldn't get into the groove. So yeah, the Eels look. Yeah, they look the goods. Um, they, you know, this is this is what you're really aiming for to get to a prelim and give yourself every chance. And that's that's the beauty of finishing in the top four. That you you know you get a double shot at it, um, and that's hence the disappointment from the Sharkies on Saturday night. They knew they just they blew it. They yeah. Blew a great chance. You know, they were eight minutes away on, in that first first clash against the yes. Cowboys, first week of the finals. Eight minutes, eight points up, yeah, and and somehow let it slip. And they they were devastated Saturday night. Yeah, I know they had to play ninety three minutes a week before, but they just looked like deer in the headlights to me the other night. They, you know, the drop balls and the defensive lapses, which are just most unfinals. Like, and I know Fitzgibbon uh, would be would, would be very disappointed when they. They review what's happened the last couple of weeks. Hey, 
Tell us, you know, from a player's point of view, how big an influence a single player can have in these big matches. So, obviously, I'll refer to Cleary and Luttrell. Yeah, they. Oh, absolutely, they can. Um, you need all your teammates to be, you know, going really well as well, of course, because it only takes one or two players to be below par and have lapses. And you, you mentioned before a couple of mistakes and, um, you know, some missed tackles and you're behind the eight ball. It doesn't yeah. matter how good your best players are. They can't drag you out of it. But, yeah, I do. I think you need that one of those out-and-out superstars um, to get yourself across the line. I'm just, and I'm just trying to... Really, I'm trying to think of who that is um, for the for the Cowboys across the board. They're really strong, but they haven't got a Latrell or haven't got a you know the Nathan Cleary kind of player. So, oh, look, it's super important. Um, I wouldn't say it's yeah, it's really hard to put a handle on, Paddy. Um, you know, I've played in many sides with with great players, but there was kind of an abundance of them. Yeah. Um, and I think if to, to single the single Latrell out probably doesn't really do justice to how important Cameron Murray is to that yes. side. I watched yeah, him the yeah, other yeah. night. Yeah, great. Agreed. He, um, he has a, a subtle influence in so many ways, and he cleans everything up defensively. And Hence, when he went off early in the first, uh, that clash against the, um, oh, the last round when they played against the Roosters, they lost their way. And when he played in the first week of the finals, and then again, um, on Saturday night, he's just yeah. I, I, I think he's just as influential as Latrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now Latrell wasn't there last year when the Panthers put him out. Like, is that is that going to be in, when, the, can in they, the grand final? I think wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Can, and then the year before that, he was suspended. Same sort of thing. So, so can this be the difference? And Penrith have, a, have their hands full. Yeah, he, he could be. Oh, look, I. So, so, so let's think about South's final series in the week before. They played three games now at the new Allianz Stadium and they want it to be their home. Yeah, they do. And, and it's in their territory and there's a big kerfuffle going on about... And I think that it should be theirs and they should be playing at that stadium regularly. But now they go to play the Panthers in a prelim final and not at Penrith. They go to play them at their actual home ground, which is Homebush. And if they win that, they'll be at the grand final at Homebush, which is their home ground. So they... They've done pretty well here, the mm. South Sydney Rabbitohs. They're not they're not facing the Panthers, you know, in uh, at Penrith Stadium. So um, that that won't hurt. I I don't buy into anyone who's trying to find a negative around Penrith saying, oh, they've had too many weeks off and they didn't. Most of them didn't play the last round of the comp, and then they won, and then they've had another week off, so they'll be, you know, a little bit um, rusty. Well, they were anything but rusty in in week one of the finals and. They'll be uh, they'll be super hard to toss. They've, they've got to be they've got to be big favourites. Yeah, they this, will. Be. Um, this pleading final. Yeah. Hey, um, Badge, you're a legend. This is uh, a little text that we've had through. Been watching you since South's Magpies days. Saw you score a try down the touchline from your own goal line. Glad you became a Raiders legend. That comes from uh, Mrs. Belcher. Oh no, no, Lee, yeah. Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Someone who's watching me back then. I'm surprised you can operate and. Send an email or a text. <laughs> a long, long time ago, we were sending letters back then. <laughs> hey, Bronx, we, we best get involved in this. Kevy and uh, the talk of the rift between Kevy and, and, and Ben Eichen. Uh, Terry Madison's gone. Steve Walters resigned in the wake of the, the purge down there. What, what's your take? 
Ah, uh, they're in a bit of, you know, they're, they're trying to rebuild. All I know is that Kevy Walters and Benny Eichen are, are just really good people. They've got the best interests of that club at heart and want to make it work. And I think Kevy, you know, Kevy's um, really honest. He said we didn't, our, well, our, our relationship or our communication wasn't as good as it could have been and we'll we'll work on it but it's I don't think there's any you know anything they, they can't get sorted so oh, look I think that club's in the hands of really good people sad to see um yeah Boxhead Walters and Boxhead Madison go yeah but, um uh yeah look I, I think they're in good I, I just don't know if they know exactly what happened at the end of the year why why it all went pear-shaped that last <laughs> Five or six rounds. What uh, are the types of I, things, Badge, in your mind that might have happened to to sort of create that professional rift between <laughs> Ben and the head coach? I don't know if there's a rift. Oh, yeah, good know. call. Is there, is there a rift? Yeah, but what or has is been... It just, uh, just could they work better together, Heels? Yeah, yeah, okay. But, you know, are they battling over selections, over... You know, those types of things, ins and outs of, of each team? I wouldn't have a clue, Hills. I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I'd imagine you'd be more more chance than me. Paddy yeah. knows everyone at the Bronx. He's down at every training session. He, <laughs> yeah, he's, but he's are they the types away. of things what they need to be Pat? talking about, those two, or not? I imagine. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. They're just trying to find a better way to do things. Is is that the reason that the the players fell in a big hole at the end of the year? No. Oh, think it would be more to do with some, you know, I had a, a few um, important players that were playing busted, like Catewell and Payne Haas and Staggs and... And the halfback. Um, and missing missing Carrigan, and I would have thought it would be more to do with that. Mm. But they're just looking at better ways to, to do things, yeah. to, you know, to cool. make sure that they, they keep heading in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm with you. I, I don't spend anywhere near as much time as I used to at the Broncos. It's, it's not my round these days, but... Yeah, I tend to agree with Gordy's take on it that at the end of the day, the head coach is the one that's going to cop it in the neck if they start losing. If they if they miss a finals time for a fourth year straight, uh, you know Ben Eichen's not the one they're going to come coming at the media. So Kevy, you know Kevy's got to have the total control, hasn't he? Well, he does, Pat. And, and I was there when we we got cleaned out in in two thousand and five, yeah. and Wayne felt all sorts of pressure. We got him to the finals three years in a row when I was there, in the um, you know strength and conditioning and assistant coaching role. But they just fell in a hole, so something had to happen, and there was a lot of pressure. I reckon that came down from above on Wayne. So rather than sack himself, he sacked me and <laughs> Kevy and Glenn Lazarus. Now I think Kevy's feeling some pressure to do something, and has decided to. That something had to happen. Whether whether he made that decision on Terry Madison or someone else did above him, but I think the I think the board or someone wanted to be seen to be doing something rather than just oh we're going to do what we did last year and and hope it works. So I, I think public perception is is important to a club like the Broncos. And and Kevy's made a tough call against one of his mates, his former teammates, and um, and hopefully. You know, it'll work, but I think what's going to work for them next year is the, the experience they've had with all those players this year and how much they're hurting. And hopefully, if they get through that season without so many injuries towards the end, they, they'll, they'll be, you know, they'll be camped inside the top eight and have a run through the finals. They're making a big thing of uh, Bellamy snubbing Brandon Smith at the end of his time at the Melbourne Storm, too, Badge. I, did I read that he didn't even mention him? No, yeah, and he, he mentioned the others. The reason about the other players. Yeah, maybe he, 
he can wear a bit thin, eh? The um, the cheese and you know, Craig. Oh, Craig's a very uh, passionate guy, and he wants people to be around him and loyal. And uh, they did their best to keep him, but he's he's moving on. And for whatever reason, it sounds like he's um, yeah, the timing's just right for both parties for Brandon Smith to be heading to the Roosters. Yeah, we knew he he announced that he was going to the Roosters at the start of the season, which didn't go down well with Bellamy. And then, of course, he got. He got that suspension for you know the the cheating the cheating snipe on field, and apparently he was yep. just ostracised from the playing group there, uh, which he whinged about. You as could well. never you could never accuse him of not putting in though, could you? The way he played. No, no, that's, and that's exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so the Bromwich boys and Kafusi get you know singled out for special mention uh, after they got rolled, and uh, yeah, there was no room for Brandon Smith. So. Uh, obviously, <laughs> belly ache. He can he can hold a grudge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sure. Exactly right. Hey mate, great to chat. Um, you know, we look forward. The Broncos can sort out what they've got. They've got plenty of months now to sort out what's happening behind the scenes. But uh, as we look forward, it's uh, it's Pan- Panthers, Rabbitohs, which should be a beauty. And we've got cows and eels, as we said, look, make it 26, make it 27, make it 32 degrees, I think, in Townsville <laughs> next, uh, next Friday. We'd love that. Thanks, love Badge. Love to see the Cowboys. Yeah. Love to see the Cowboys in the big one. Right, I think, gents. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Badge. Really appreciate it. 5G mobile plans in every territory or site. Why wait? Make the switch to mate. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.